0: Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. This is Reverend Rosemary with you today. Thanking God for this wonderful life that he has given us. It is a life full of joy, full of peace, full of his love. Hallelujah. And hope in anticipation of the great things that he has begun in us and is faithful to complete. We are going to open our study today with a word of prayer. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for all that you've done and that you are doing to build our lives. As you open our eyes to see, our ears to hear, and for giving us a heart that understands and desires desires truth and the things of your kingdom. We ask today for clear direction in all that concerns our lives. And we ask for more grace to walk in the light of your word. Father, we rejoice in your faithfulness as you watch over your word to perform it, and in your mighty power manifesting your goodness in our lives we worship you and give you all glory honor and praise in Jesus mighty name amen hallelujah praise the lord where well today we are going to continue to look into God building our house. And specifically, we will focus on God's grace to change us. Amen. Well, I'm sure that we all know that whenever we speak about building something, we know that it implies a change. Amen. We cannot build without a change otherwise. Nothing is really happening. So we have to be ready for change. It's important that um, we reflect on the ability that God has placed inside each of us that enables us to change, uh, to embrace change, to become better People and in the process to be transformed into into Christ's image
1: hallelujah.
0: God is building our lives so yes, we know that um,
1: there is sin in the world that none of us is perfect and God's people are not exempt of um, sinning, amen? Um, But what we also need
0: to remember is that God is not a God of condemnation. And this is why he wants not only to deliver us Amen, so that um, and save us so that we can uh, be in uh, have eternal life and one day uh you know be in, in heaven with him, however um, he also wants us to live victorious lives while we are here. Uh, God has made provisions for us not to be condemned but to be overcomers and to be blessed. And as such, you know, we each have, we bear the responsibility for looking into the mirrors of our own souls and deal with, uh, by that I mean to identify and confront uh, by the help of the Holy Spirit, whatever it is that he's showing us that needs to change and if we are unwilling to do that, we cannot be truly successful. Um, that is in the eyes of the Lord. Not we are not speaking about the world, world standards, but we are talking about the Lord, and uh, we we will not be successful uh, in in obtaining and living out the destiny that is full of promise and provision that He has for us. We cannot live the joyful, the purposeful, and the fulfilling life God has planned for us unless we identify and confront anything that would keep us from being successful in God's eyes. You see, Jesus, uh, we are told in John 10, 10, uh, has come to give us life and life in abundance. And in order to uh, partake of this new life, we must be willing to allow his nature to be formed in us. And so the bottom line is that um, our transformation and, and walking in God's blessings and abundance that they go together, they cannot be separated. In other words, we cannot conquer what we will not confront and we cannot confront what we will not identify but if we are willing to identify and um conquer the, the 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 hindrances the the things that you know the holy spirit is revealing to us that need to be removed from our lives um unless we we are willing to do that and truly deal with them, um, then um, it is, then we come to a place if we are willing to do that for God to heal us, to restore us, to build us and lead us into this wonderful destiny that he has planned for us. Amen. It's a future that truly is beyond what we could imagine. So, We need to embrace change, amen? Change is a continual process that begins with the renewing of our mind with the word of God, amen? Because we know that it is the truth that sets us free, and the word of God is truth, hallelujah. Our desire must not be uh, just to identify the areas in our life that need change, but to fill ourselves with truth, because it is truth alone that can break the power of darkness and displace it in our lives. So our goal really should not be to not to sin, but we need to go beyond that. We need to aim to do good, hallelujah. Our objective should be to bear fruit from the kingdom of God. Um, I don't believe that any true Christian um, willfully decides to walk in darkness, but I'd like for us to note something that the Lord himself taught um, in the book of Luke chapter 11, And we're going to look at, um, we're going to read from verse 24 to verse 26. So Luke 11, 24 to 26. When an unclean spirit is gone out of a man, he walketh through dry places, seeking rest. And finding none, he saith, I will return unto my house whence I came out. And when he cometh, he findeth it swept and garnished. Then goeth he and taketh to him seven other spirits more wicked than himself. And they enter in and dwell there. And the last state of that man is worse than the first.
1: Amen. Now, what is Jesus saying here? Jesus is explaining that
0: when an unclean spirit goes out of a man, that it will try to return if the place it, that it left remains unoccupied. In other words, that it is not filled with the word of God, which we says is truth, and with God's presence. So not only would the spirit return, but it will also bring seven other evil spirits more powerful than itself. Therefore, our goal as Christians must always be to not only to cast out what is not of God out of our lives, but to feel the place or our, our house, our inward man, um, where all these wrong things occupied, we are to feel our spirit, our soul, with the truth of the Holy Spirit, and the best way to do this is to drive out all darkness and deception and replace them with truth.
1: Uh, we therefore are not just trying to reveal and get you know get rid of what is wrong. But we are building
0: up ourselves in God's righteousness and truth. And this is what will drive out darkness from our lives. And then we want to be so established in God's word that our roots are sinking deeper and deeper in his truth
1: so that what is in us is not at the soulish realm only. In
0: other words, it is not just in the mind. It is not just an intellectual concept that we believe in. It is not just uh, something that we know, know in our mind as being a theological certainty. But we want um, the word of God to become our very nature, the nature of who we are. We, We need to be transformed by the word so that it can never be lost or stolen. Amen. The word must become one with us. You know, just like when we look at, for example, a a tree, and we see that that tree looks healthy. Um, The leaves are green, amen, Um, and it looks, you know, it looks as, as if it's strong. Then, you know, we have an indication that beneath all of that are strong roots that are under the soil, that feed and support that tree. And likewise, for us, our outward actions should reveal who we truly are inside. And what we want is for truth to reside in our innermost being. And then the fruits that we produce will be abundant. Amen. and they will be of the, 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 the best quality that you can, that, that we, we can find here, because they would actually be coming from the word of God. Amen. That is uh, being ignited and fueled by the Holy Spirit at work in us. So as born again Christians, Uh, we know that we have been delivered out of the domain or the authority of darkness. In Colossians chapter one and verse 13, we read that uh, God has delivered us from the power of darkness um, and he has translated us into the kingdom of here, dear son. Amen. So basically what this tells us is that if we are delivered from the the power of darkness and we are translated and born again into God's kingdom, it means that we are born of light. Amen.
1: And therefore we are not trapped in darkness. So we cannot um, act as if
0: the, enemy has so much power over us that he is driving us to disobey and to tolerate darkness because we see again that who we truly are, this new man that we are as born again Christian is a man who is born of light that has been delivered from the authority of darkness So if we intentionally disobey and tolerate darkness through tolerance of
1: sin, um, what happens is that we become vulnerable to the attacks of the enemy because we are then uh, moving into
0: his realm which is a realm of darkness, in other words, we switch back and forth from being beings of light to now going to you know operate in the enemy's realm, which is darkness, and so when we do that, um, we tolerate sin um, the enemy then um has, you know, the right to attack us. Um, We we are vulnerable to his attacks, um, to spiritual darkness and any type of uh, demonic activity. You know, God has given each one of us the power to be transformed and conformed to the image of his son. And I keep repeating that over and over so that, you know, it can be really rooted and established inside of us that this is why God has left us here, uh, that we may bear the image of his son. You know, after we got born again, I mean, God has a work for us to do and he chose to leave us here. But in order to do the work,
1: uh, we have to become more and more like him, amen? And um, because we are here to represent him.
0: But you see, this, again, is not something that God is asking us to do on our own. Our um, focus, again, as I mentioned earlier, is that we're going to talk about the grace that God has given us to change. Amen. Uh, Philippians chapter 2 and verse 13 reminds us that it is God who works in us to, you know, both to will and to do according to his good pleasure. So if we truly
1: desire um, to change, we can ask God to give us a
0: strong desire to give us a true um, dedication to want to change, and his grace will be present to meet our need. Amen. Um, let's go ahead and turn to second Timothy second um, Timothy chapter four verses seven and eight. Amen. And this is Paul here who is writing about his own life. Uh, 2 Timothy 4, verses 7 and 8. Paul writes, I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Henceforth, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day, and not to me only, but unto all them also that love his appearing. Amen. Um, Paul is saying here that he fought the fight that he had to, uh, the fight that is associated with his own life, and he finished his
1: Course. Amen. And um, he's also instructing us here
0: that we each can do the same by learning to tap into the grace of God. Hallelujah. You know, Zechariah chapter 4 and verse 6 tells us that it is not by might nor by power, but by my spirit says the Lord. Amen. So it is not in our own strength. Uh, we can live the life that God has appointed for us. Uh, and again, not in our own strength, strength, nor our own power, but by the Spirit of the Lord. And Paul knew how to tap into that power. And how well we do in running our own race depends on how we draw on that grace that is upon our life, you know. Because grace command the results, amen. So, some things cannot be obtained through our own ability. However, when God's grace is upon our life, uh, we can achieve anything that God calls us to without struggle. Amen. And um, uh, many Christians, unfortunately, um, think of God's grace only in terms of his undeserved favor. But it is much more than that. Uh, Grace is God's supernatural power, which enables us to overcome our shortcomings And to serve him acceptably, Uh, it is an enablement that gives us the ability uh, not to sin when we are presented with opportunities to do so. And this grace is only available through faith in Jesus Christ, which is why we must be in
1: him, amen, if we want to partake of it. So um, if you
0: read Second Corinthians chapter one and verse 20, uh, we are told that all the promises of God are yes and amen, in Him, outside of Christ. we cannot do anything. Hallelujah! So this is not for unbelievers. We are speaking to believers, to born against Christians. Hallelujah! To those who who um, have uh, you know partaken of this grace of eternal life and are now um, working with God to allow Him to build. Uh, our house, to build our lives so that we can be pleasing to him and accomplish all that he has for us. And so God did not just give us um, grace, uh, that is his empowerment, uh, therefore to rescue us from sin, sins. He gave it to us so that we can live successfully in this earth. Amen. And so many Christians do not understand how to tap into that power inside of them. But through faith, we can obtain um, the grace to do anything we need to do. The Bible tells us that grace and truth came when Jesus came onto the earth. So um, God's grace is not some vague uh, religious concept. but. It is uh, his, his divine power, Amen, that he has made available to us. in um, second, second Peter chapter one and verse three tells us that according as his divine power has given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him that has called us to glory and virtue, amen. So God's divine power has given us everything that we need to live a life that pleases God because he's placed his grace within um, our born again spirit. And it is this grace that empowers us uh, as believers. And it is not our own human efforts alone. Yes, a certain work is expected of us on the human side, but it is the grace of God that carries us. Hallelujah. So um, we we definitely, I believe, n- uh, need a revelation um, of God's grace. Um, or this divine power in order to use it in our everyday life. Amen. We each need that revelation. Hallelujah. Um, you know, this grace and this truth that came through Jesus Christ um, is made available to help us live like Jesus lived on the earth. Amen. Amen. Um, you know we are to become like him, uh, meaning that we are to live like he lived on the earth. Uh, for example, uh, in First John chapter two and verse six, uh, we are told that. Um, actually, let me go ahead and and turn to that passage. First John chapter two and verse six. He that saith, he abideth in him, ought himself also so to walk,
1: even as he walked. Amen. So whenever we are
0: falling short, we should remember that, number one, God's grace is here, is here to help us overcome our shortcomings. Um, and and also, uh, we have to, we must remember what his divine power has accomplished in us and for us. Amen. So, number one, we know that the grace is there to help. Number two, we know what the grace has accomplished in and for us. Uh, and what has it done? According to to what we just read in Second Peter chapter 1, that it, we have everything, God's divine power has given us everything that we need for life and godliness. That is that we have everything we need within us to dominate our circumstances and to be shining examples of God's grace for all to see, amen. Hallelujah! All must see it because we are displayed. We are to show forth God's praises. We are to be His ambassadors. Hallelujah! So uh, our goal should be to live a life that pleases God, um, and you know, to just n- con- not continue in sin and trying to um, use God's grace as a way to to keep disobeying Him. Because some people, uh, it's it's. It might be strange for us, for someone to hear that, but some people do actually, you know, feel that, um, you know, because God has, um, they have found favor with God, that we are saved. And therefore, um, we can live like the devil and, and feel that we are. it's okay, we can keep disobeying him because we have the grace of God, we have God's favor. No, that is a lie. That is not how. Uh, you know, we are to live. Amen. Uh, God's grace actually empowers us uh, not to yield to sin. As we said earlier, uh, you know, when, it, when temptation presents itself, and it does for each and every one of us and every day, but we have the grace of God that enables us to choose not to sin. It gives us the ability to rise above our flesh and resist the enemy's suggestion. That's part of the building up. Hallelujah. And that's a powerful part, if I can say, of, of God's, God building us up. You know, it's not just thinking that we are free from problems, that God, you know, saved us to get the enemy of our back. And now we can go ahead and have this and have that and live the good life, you know, that we, um, you know, choose on, of, of, of ourselves but rather that we are to use the god's grace to resist the flesh to rise above our flesh hallelujah and um it is powerful when we can actually walk in holiness and righteousness the bible tells us that jesus loved righteousness and hated iniquity and therefore he was anointed with, with the Holy Spirit, with power, more than any of his fellows. Hallelujah. So if we want to be people who are full of power here, we have to embrace uh, the grace of God that allows us to walk in the spirit and not in the flesh. So we have to receive this. We have to believe it. And we have to begin de- to declare it out of our own mouth. Hallelujah. That we are empowered to rise above our flesh. We can no longer settle for the enemy made me do it. No, or the devil made me do it, whatever it is that they, they, some people say. Hallelujah. Why? Because we are empowered to be victorious in life. Amen. So what we need to do is to make this truth, um, that is this, this revelation about the ability that we have, uh, relevant and practical in our life. We must position ourselves to change. And, you know, many of the points that I'm making, uh, I'm sure that some will say that, you know, well, we already know this. We've heard this. But I do believe that the question is, um, you know, how much of it are we applying to our everyday life? You know, Jesus says we have to take up our cross every day and follow him. Amen. And so. The word must be helpful and applicable to every situation in every area of our life. And if we are not um, practicing what we know to be true, then something is wrong. And so we really have to start by humbling ourselves um, to learn to hear and attend to the word of God and to all that the Holy Spirit is saying. Amen. You know, Romans chapter 10 and verse 17, I'm sure most of us know it, uh, tells us that faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. Amen. Um, Notice that we were not told that faith comes by having heard the word, um, but rather it comes by hearing and hearing. Amen. Amen. So this is part of the positioning uh, that we have to make or to take um, in allowing God to change us and to build us up. And so, you know, what are some of the uh, uh, other uh, parts of taking our position to change um, that we must be aware of and cooperate with? Well, first of all, we know that change is not easy, but we are here to say that change is possible, and in order to change, we must change our mind. We must change our ideas and attitudes. Praise God. This is what the Bible talks about, the renewal of our mind, um, that it's uh, described in Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. Amen. We will probably turn to that passage later for lack of time. Um, I won't go into it right now, but just take note. Romans 12, verses 1 and 2 speaks about the renewal of our mind. And so we must align our thinking with God's word. Um, you know, For us, believers. Change should actually be a lifestyle. It's something personal and that begins on the inside of us as we allow Jesus to change our heart. And so um, we must submit to the guidance of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And he will help us change. And that, of course, uh, requires not only that desire to change, but as we just mentioned, humility, amen. Um, We have to focus on ourselves when it comes to this because we cannot change other people. Change starts with us, amen. Our focus should be on changing ourselves. God has given everybody a free will, amen. And we are all um, hearing the word, And when we choose to receive it and follow through, then the Bible says it is the doers of the word that are blessed, amen. So this desire for change must be present. Um, For example, uh, we see in um, John chapter five, uh, verses one through six, Again, you can look that up in your personal study time. But it's the story of uh, the account of Jesus who met a man who had an infirmity for 38 years. And he asked the man if he wanted to be healed. Well, in this story, an angel would come and trouble the water. And uh, when people stepped into it, they would be healed. Uh, And so we find out uh, that. The greatest change often occurs in the midst of trouble and turbulence. Amen. But if we are going to have a better future, we have to be willing to step into troubled water. Amen. In other words, uh, to accept the change and, you know, all that it entails. It may not, might not feel good, but we have to desire the change no matter what, and and it will only take place for those who are thirsty and who crave it, amen, and that is why we have to go to the word of God because the Bible is seed for thought, amen, uh, when we get God's word, we get God's thoughts, and when we get God's thoughts, then, uh we get his ways that produce good things and good results in our, hand, in, our in our lives. Uh, on the other hand, uh, there, you know, there are, the world is full of Satan's words, which, you know, we, we all live in the world, but thank God we are no longer of the world, but we're surrounded by the thoughts of Satan all the time that it was so important for us to go to the word of God, to counteract all this negative information that the world is giving, is throwing at us. So consequently, if we truly want to change, um, it will have to, to be as, you know, as we desire to breathe. Amen. Uh, it's just as important as the air that we breathe, every breath, breath that we take. Hallelujah. It's precious. We need the air to live. So sometimes we need to change the things that we have become accustomed to because God cannot move until we really want to change. Amen. Um, And that desire will then become our motivation for life to always be following the Lord and adapting to his ways. Praise God. That's why uh, I mentioned earlier that change must be a lifestyle, amen. And then another thing that is very, uh, it's crucial for us to get is uh, is to accept the fact that uh, Satan is not really our problem. Um, Jesus identified uh, what the real issue is And it is, he called it the flesh. Amen. The flesh is our problem. Uh, If we look at Matthew 26 and verse 41, Jesus said this. He says, watch and pray that ye enter not into
1: temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Amen. So, you know, anything that,
0: you know, we we, we do uh, or anything that we say um, begins somewhere. So let's go ahead and say that, you know, there
1: is a fruit, um, the fruit of anything, including sin, it begins with a thought,
0: with a seed which you can call that seed a thought. And many Christians uh, blame the devil for all the trouble in their lives when in fact it is uh, the worldly and the sinful mindsets that are responsible. Amen. Um, it, It is not God's design for us to conquer Satan because Jesus has already done that. Hallelujah. Praise God. We could not conquer Satan even if we wanted to. Amen. Col- Colossians chapter 2 and verse 6, 15. Yeah, Colossians 2:15 says that Jesus spoiled principality and powers and made a show of them openly triumphing over them in it, meaning in through the cross. Jesus has already done that. He's already defeated Satan. Rather what God wants us to do, he's um, you know, he, he has, you know, it is his design for us to conquer our flesh. So to blame, uh, the devil for our problems, um, instead of our carnal mindset is contrary to the word of God. And if we do that, uh, again, uh, we, we would be guilty of walking in the flesh, um, and, and so all power and authority to rule in heaven and on earth has been given to Jesus, amen. And Satan has no access to our life when our thinking lines up with the word of God. That is his thinking also, Jesus is the word, amen. So we have to be ready to Um, add certain things that the Holy Spirit would have uh, add to our life and remove those things that he wants us to take away. Um, And we must be very discerning of what we allow in our lives. That is,
1: you know, people and things. Amen. Um, There are some, you know, relationships that are not good for us that God may want us to,
0: we, you know remove the, the, them from our lives and there are plenty of things also that uh we have to stay away from and um you know scripture tells us to put off the old man and to put on the new man you see put off and put on um we are to do it god is not going to do it for us amen uh and that's where our will comes into play. Are we willing to do this? Many Christians, they try to keep the old and then put on the new. Um, however, in order to experience transformation, we must get rid of the old um, and then add the new. The old is corrupted, amen, and will always want to corrupt us. So doing The same thing all the time, you know, trying to hold on to what is old when God is saying get rid of it and put on the new man. Um, It's really insanity. You cannot keep doing the same thing, the same wrong thing all the time and uh, get bad results and think that maybe one day it will be different. No. Um, Evil plus evil can only give evil. Everything reproduces after its own kind, the Bible tells us. So nothing will change unless we do something different. Um, yes, although change may be found in the midst of trouble, but we must be willing to go through the process. Amen. It is a process. Just like that man that we saw um, in John 5 and verse 4. Um, You know, he was waiting for the angel to come and trouble the water, to step into the water. Um, When we stepped into whatever change, the change that is led by the Holy Spirit may entail, until then we have an opportunity to be healed, to be made whole. Hallelujah. To be built up. And unfortunately, many believers want to avoid the trouble. Um, but avoiding the trouble often removes the opportunity for healing, for wholeness. And we see that Jesus did not avoid trouble. He embraced the storm when it came, and he even found peace in the storm. Hallelujah. And this is what the Spirit of God will do for us. As we go through the process, he will give us Peace so that we can go through the process and come out on the other side victorious. Um, Furthermore, um, we need to know that we cannot manifest the fruit of the Holy Spirit without having the mindset of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Um, And likewise, we can't experience the works of the flesh without the mindset of the flesh. Like we said, everything comes. From a seed, there is a seed somewhere that leads to the fruit. So if we see a fruit, there must be a seed attached to it. You know, Romans 8 and verse 5 says this. Um, let's go ahead and turn there. Romans 8, verse 5. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the spirit, the things of the spirit. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, so we cannot walk in the spirit without the things of the spirit. That is without the word of God. Jesus says in John 6, 63, the word that I speak to you is spirit and it is life.
1: Amen. Hallelujah. So walking in the word is what makes us spiritual. Um walking in the spirit
0: is a way of thinking that lines up with the word of God. Hallelujah. It lines up with God and his word. Um, whereas on the other side, uh, the flesh is also a way of thinking that lines up with the devil and the world's way of thinking. So the flesh always opposes the word of God the flesh opposes our righteousness. You know, the Bible tells us that we are, as a born again, as born again people,
1: that we are the righteousness of God. Hallelujah. And, but what the, the world would tell us is that, oh no, you are just sinners
0: that are saved by grace. So you, rather than thinking of ourselves as the righteousness of God, the enemy wants us to think of ourselves as still as sinners saved by grace, where there is a big difference. Hallelujah. Um, And if we don't become diligent and get in the word, hallelujah, to get that the spirit of the word alive and operating in us, then we will be carnal Christians. You know, we have a choice. Of walking in the word, which is going to produce profit and blessings and life, this abundant life that Jesus came to give us. Hallelujah. Or we can choose to walk in the flesh and we know what happens. Uh, there is no profit. Um, it brings the curse of, 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 you know, the enemy in our life and it brings death. Actually, Proverbs, uh 14 and verse 12 says this um very clearly it explains to us that you know there is a way that seems right to man but the end thereof are the ways of death in other words when we go by own you know when we go by our own human thinking without factoring the word of god in uh so that's what it means a way that seems right to a man um then the end of that is the way of death. Amen. And also you you can look up first Corinthians chapter two and verse six that tells us that the wisdom of this world comes to nothing and it passes away. So if we base our life on the wisdom of the world, which will end up in nothing, then we can also see what happens to our life. Nothing good happens. It comes to nothing.
1: Amen. So we have to use right thinking to change wrong
0: actions. Amen. The right thinking, which is the word of God, which is the truth, will give us the the grace that we need to enable us to change the wrong actions. That's why Jesus says, if you continue in my word, you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. There is a life, there is power, there is divine ability in the word of God when we embrace it to help us achieve what the word or, and the Holy Spirit is calling us to do. Amen.
1: So let's go ahead and... Um, yes. Okay. The, as we continue to think about change, um,
0: we have to remember, therefore, that um, the blueprint for our life is comprised of how we think. Amen. Um, Our thoughts become our plans. And that's why we are told in Proverbs 23 and verse 7 that as a man thinketh, so is he. Um, And God has good thoughts and plans for our welfare and success and peace in life. That's why we need to go back to God, he is. it is in him that we live and move and have our being. The word is our reference point. So if we want good thoughts and good plans f- for our welfare, for our success and peace, we have to go back again to the word of God and rid ourselves of those things. And may I also say people that challenge our decision to live by the word, amen. Uh, How can two walk together unless they agree? That's what the Bible asks us. How can two walk together unless they agree? That's found in Amos chapter three and verse three. So anyone or anything that would challenge our decision to live by the word of God, uh, we have to, you know, Pray them out of our life. Amen. Um, and what we must do is uh, to surround ourselves with people who, who think in line with the word and who agree with our success. Because you can only find success in the word. Uh, good things for your life in the word. Hallelujah. Even if getting to those good things means that your flesh will have to suffer. So the results, as I you know, may not be evident right away, but eventually, if we carefully uh, follow um, what God tells us, uh, how the Holy Spirit is leading us in detail, then the good things will manifest. Hallelujah. So if we want indeed to conquer the flesh. We have to do what the Bible tells us, walk in the spirit. Hallelujah. Uh, Galatians 5 verse 16 says, walk in the spirit and you will not satisfy the lust of
1: the flesh. Amen. Um, so uh, the word says that we must do the word in order to stop what is
0: negative negative actions or negative thoughts or whatever is negative that the one, the enemy wants to throw on, on our way. Amen. The Bible says it is the doors of the word that are blessed. So God's blessings will manifest wherever, wherever they are needed. And this is an, an important principle for us to remember that we must deal with the root of things. Hallelujah. And if there are actions, if there are negative thoughts in our life, then when we deal with the root and only the word of God has the power to do that. Hallelujah. It goes, it, you know, it, 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 Hebrews chapter 4, verses 12 and, and 13 tells us that, that the word of God is sharp, that it is active, it is alive. It, it divides us under spirit and soul, bone and marrow. And is a discerner of the thoughts and of the intents of the heart. So the the, the word will go deep into the very recesses of our heart, of our mind. Uh, you know, it will go in 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 our spirit. It will man, It will go into our bones, in our flesh, marrow, and remove what God has not ordained to do that. So once we decide to deal with the root of things, those things will eventually die. Amen. They will have to give way to the word of God that is greater. And uh, earlier I said that that I would go to the renewing of the mind in um, Romans chapter 12. So let's go ahead and do that. Amen. That, That we must decide to renew our mind. The word is the answer. So Romans 12 verses 1, 2 and 3. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Notice that it's our reasonable service. God is not asking us anything that is too much. Amen. Hallelujah. Look at verse two. And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. For I say through the grace given unto me to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly as God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. Hallelujah. So um, we see here in verse two that we are not to be conformed to this world, but to be transformed. How? By the renewing of our mind. So that may prove what is the good, the perfect, the acceptable will will of God. But then in verse three, it also says that we are not to think of ourselves more highly than we ought to, but to think soberly as God has dealt to. Each man, every man, the measure of faith, so each one of us has been given that measure of faith so that we can think of ourselves the way we ought to think. So the way that we the same way we are not to think of ourselves more highly than we ought to, we also must not think of ourselves in a more if I can say lowly or smaller way or beneath what God has made us out to be. We must see ourselves the way God sees us and the renewing of our mind uh, will be, will take us to that place where we are able to prove what is the will of God for us. So for anyone to think of himself as less than or more than or superior or inferior is to walk in the flesh because um, the word says that we have to be sober in our thinking. Amen. We must be sober. Hallelujah. Praise God. So it's very important for us. Amen. Uh, that we see ourselves as God sees us. To think soberly is to think in line with the word of God. Think so, badly doesn't mean that you have to think that you're, you know, you're not good for anything. No. It means that you have to n- not go beyond what the word of God is saying. Amen. Uh, to think right, uh, rightly, to be able to, to discern what the what the word of God is saying, what the Holy Spirit is saying. Amen. Hallelujah. Rightly dividing the word. Praise God. Um, So we therefore have to allow the word of God to penetrate our heart, our mind, our body, and remove what God has not placed in it, has not planted and replacing it with the thoughts of God, which are truth. Amen. Um, I mentioned earlier Hebrews 4 verses 12 and 13. Um, that's where we are told that the word is quick and powerful and sharper than a two edged sword that it pierces um, even to the dividing asunder of spirit and soul and the joints and the marrow. And it is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. Notice that the word discerns the thoughts and the intents of the heart. So you might not know, or I might not know that tomorrow I'm going to, you know, the enemies might be tempting me with this thought or that I might be tempted to entertain such a thought, but God already knows that. And the word goes ahead of us and takes care of, you know, what we cannot do on our own so that we can be transformed into what god has destined for us to be amen notice in um if we you look at hebrews 4 and verse 13 we are told that um after it speaks about what the word how the word will go in and do all of this Verse 13 of Hebrews 4 says, Neither is there any creature that is not manifest in his sight, but all things are naked and open unto the eyes of him with whom we have to do. Amen. So you see the word here is referred to as a person. He says there is no creature that is not manifest in his sight, and that person is Jesus. And all things are naked and open unto the eyes of him with whom we have to do. In other words, there is nothing hidden to God. He knows it all. He knows the end from the beginning. He's the alpha and the omega. So there's nothing that can come against us tomorrow that God did not already know. And if we walk, choose to walk in the light of his word that he cannot prepare us and allow us to escape that temptation or to escape that trouble altogether, it just takes our surrender to his will and his way to that process, so we must you know be willing to change our thoughts, amen, to take on the thoughts of God, which are higher than our thoughts and his ways that are higher than our ways. praise God, and um actually let's Let's go ahead and um, read from Isaiah chapter 55. I'm going to read verse 7
1: through 9, and then we will skip to verse 11. Isaiah 55, verses
0: 7 through 9, and then verse 11. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts and let him return unto the Lord and he will have mercy upon him. And to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. Amen. And now verse 11, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. Hallelujah. So you see, we are guaranteeing here, amen, that God's word, if we receive it and we take it, and we apply it to our life, it will not return unto God's void. Hallelujah. It's going to accomplish what God pleases and it's going to prosper in that very thing. If we want
1: change, God's change, God's way, hallelujah, it will happen if we
0: we put it to work in our life. So, Before I close, let me say this again, that change and success will only take place for
1: those who really desperately want it, who are thirsty and who crave crave for it. So when we get God's thoughts, we get his ways that produce good things. It's a highway, hallelujah. But if we decide to receive Satan's words, we know that we are receiving his ways, his thoughts,
0: and that also will produce the enemy's
1: ways. But I'm sure none of us want that. We want to make our way prosperous and therefore we have to deal wisely if we want to have good success by getting into the word and meditating on it
0: until it becomes our constant thought. And this is what the Lord actually, um, God told Joshua in Joshua 1 and verse 8. That he is not to let the book of the Lord depart out of his mouth, that he should meditate it on, meditate on it day and night and observe to do all that is written therein. And God told him that it is then that his way will be prosperous and he will
1: have good success. Amen. So looking for, you know, anything from the world,
0: Uh, the world's approval, and the world's way of doing things is foolish. Um, God has a higher way of thinking for us, and the world cannot understand God's high way of thinking, Um, nor does it understand God's ways. And so only when we decide to forsake our old mindset and take on the thoughts of God are we going to be able to walk in God's will for our life and have good success. So yes, change may bring unrest and mixed feelings, but we must not be afraid of it. Amen. It may cost us some relationships, uh, cost us certain things that, you know, God wants us to get rid of, but those things, were never good for us to start with. God has better. And so we must not allow fear to stop us. Uh, We must not allow the enemy to use our circumstances and emotion to make us think that we don't have
1: any power because we do. The word of God says that we do. Amen. So... um. In closing, we we need to know that when the Holy Spirit shows us
0: an area that needs to change, uh, it means that some repentance is needed as well. And so we must overcome that instinct that we have to defend ourselves. Uh, God is opposed to the proud, we are told, but he gives grace to the humble. Um, and James four and verses six and seven tells us this, that we are to submit to God, um, and to resist the devil and he's going to flee from us.
1: Amen. So, um, you know, repentance is good. It means going back to the high place.
0: Amen. And so let us go ahead and you know, understand that we have to show humility, amen, that we have to possess a clean heart, um, adopt
1: God's ways, and it is then that the enemy will flee from us. And, um, you know, we have to be very specific in what
0: we are doing. I'm sure that if there is an area that needs to, to change, God, when he points it out to us, he shows specifically what needs to change. He doesn't say go around and change your whole life. No, he shows that thing that must be changed. So we too must be specific, amen, in submitting that exact area uh, of our personal battle to him. Amen. And that shows that um, we are coming against the power of, of the devil from a heart of submission. And this is the best place to be. And it is there that God will be able to build us up, build our house. Uh, He's calling us higher, amen, to be committed to yield to the lordship of his word and to the lordship of his spirit. And so, yes, God will do exceedingly above what we ask or think according to the power that is at work in us. That is the Holy Spirit that is free to work in us. Because where the spirit of the Lord is made Lord, indeed, there is liberty. From a heart of submission, the Holy Spirit is free to work. And he takes us from glory to glory and conforms us into the very image of God that we are beholding. Hallelujah.
1: So let's let our thoughts get in line with God's power and love. that is already at work within us and allow God
0: to carry on his plan in our lives. God is committed to his thoughts and his plans that he has for us. Hallelujah. He is committed and we must be equally committed. And when we begin to think his thoughts and take hold of his plans, plans that are for our peace, our prosperity, our deliverance hallelujah then we have his covenant guarantee that he will bring his plan to full fruition in our life hallelujah hallelujah praise god praise the lord let us pray Ah, hallelujah i thank you father for your glorious grace that you have poured upon us and continue to make available so we can come up higher in you and accomplish everything pertaining to our Christian life and for your kingdom. Lord, we pray that our willingness, Father God, will be present so that you can have your way in us as you build our house that our obedience will flow, God, cheerfully, sincerely, and reverentially from hearts that are renewed, hearts that are set in bringing glory to you. So, Lord, we honor you, we praise you for all that you have done and continue to do to glorify your name in and through us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now unto him that is able to keep us from falling and to present us faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. To the only wise God, our Savior, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and ever. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Well, I thank you for joining us today. I trust that This study has been a blessing to you, and we invite you to join us again next week at the same time. God bless you, and have a good night.